hi and welcome to my three books. My name is Mark Kelly and I'm thrilled to be your podcast host as we go on an adventure with all sorts of different kinds of people investigating their three favourite and most impactful books. With this podcast, I hope to open our eyes to a much wider literary world and at the same time also read some of the life story of these amazing people. So kick back, put your feet up and join me on a journey of discovery. Uh, My three books are An Astronaut's Guide to Life by Chris Hadfield, Uh, Little Pilgrim's Progress, uh, which is a reworking of the John Bunyan's classic by Helen Taylor, Gary Barlow's autobiography, A Better Me. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of My Three Books. And once again, we are mobile and I've set myself up in this lovely kitchen of a fantastic gentleman called Chris Denham. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Mark. How are you today? I'm, I'm very good, thank you. Yeah? Good to have you here in my kitchen. It's, it's a lovely kitchen. Just to describe it with you guys, there's lots of wood uh, and um, there's a nice little conservatory to the side. Um, and wonderfully, for the first of all my podcast episodes so far, it's nicely sounded as well. I, yeah. I hope that comes across. On I think the, it's all the wood. On the edit, <laughs> it's very woody. Which but, isn't actually by choice. You're being very naughty. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yes, we're in the middle of renovating and this is uh, the house is as it is, as we bought it. Um, looking forward to demolishing this kitchen at some point. I have listened to his designs that they're planning, and it sounds it sounds amazing, sounds lovely. Anyway, we're not here. We're not. We're not a, a grand designs podcast. Yeah, we we're could talk about to, DIY. We could talk about DIY, but we're not going to. What we're going to do is talk about books, and we're going to talk about you as well, because okay. the whole point of this podcast is to expand. Selfishly, it's to expand my repertoire, my my knowledge of what other kinds of books out there. But it's also a really good opportunity to get to know people better and to understand why you love the books that you do. And somehow I think that might reflect on who you are. And we'll find out a bit more about you as we go along. But maybe we could just find out some basics about you. Now, don't tell us what you do, because that's, that's what they always do on the game shows, <laughs> isn't it? Tell us about you. Who are you? Uh, who am I, without telling people what I do, uh, yeah, well, I am a dad. We, we, we default to that. So I'm, prou- I'm proud of being a dad. Yeah. Yep. I've got two awesome kids. Uh, got, my son's 15, my uh, uh, daughter's 11, Joel and Anya, and they're growing up ridiculously fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love being a dad uh, and obviously a good husband at the same time as well. Um, and uh, I guess I, like, I, I, loved, I actually love doing this because I love helping people. I think that's part of my job is you know i think it's it's involved in helping other people sort of live their best you life. do very well to skirt around what you do yeah we'll, we'll tell people in a minute but keep going <laughs> keep going but i think you know that's a good question and actually some I, I read somewhere recently they were saying how um you know the handles that you put in your uh, twitter profile you know social media profile um that it shouldn't you know a lot of people just put in there you know like what you do but um actually what you should say is what like how can you end up like how what difference can you make to someone else's life? I thought that's really helpful. I, I probably should change mine because I do think, you know, it does say just sort of dad, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> but, but, it, but it made me think about, oh, yeah, who, you mm. know, what do I want to do? And I, I think I, my Twitter handle has been wondering about stuff since 1975. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I quite like But that. you could help people wonder about stuff <laughs> since 1975. Which hopefully I'm doing in yes. this podcast. You are indeed. I'm wondering about the books. All right, so tell us what you do. <laughs> oh, that sounds like I've been building up to something huge. <laughs> well, I'm just, like you. I'm just like you. I'm a pastor of a church. And uh, so, yeah, so we're... Um, Let's give the church a plug. 
Yeah, so give it a chance. Uh, past, lead pastor of Hope City Church in Leeds. Yeah. So I've uh, been here 15 years. Yeah. Um, I'm part of Hope City Church is, is sort of one church in a number of different locations. We're a multi-site church. So I think that's been going for about 26, seven years. Wow. We've been around it, part of it since 91. No, no, I got saved in 91. So uh, I've been around since 96 when I got married. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, big, big sort of part of the leadership team. Mm. And you love thing. what you do. I love what I do. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's... Um, it's about people, isn't it? Like yeah. You, like, like, like you said. Like I said, it's about it helping people about. just live their best lives. And, and so I've mm. um, got a great team, great, great bunch of people who sort of part of the community. It's an absolute thrill. And I guess I get to meet awesome people like yourself. Oh, well, who are doing similar things in the same city. Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris is actually the same age as me, um, which is kind of nice to be able to... Uh, relate things from our childhoods and actually have them match up and connect to so the first yeah. three people that I've interviewed. Uh, well, Kathy was younger than me, but then uh, the, we had two older gentlemen. So the three books that um, Chris has chosen, um, are, I, I'm, aw- I'm aware of two of them. The third one I wasn't aware of, um, but we'll get into those in a little bit. So let's find your first book. So if you can dig that first book out, and let us know what that is once again. Uh, yeah, so my first book is An Astronaut's Guide to Life on Earth, Life Lessons from Space by Chris Hadfield. Um, it was um, it's one of those books you kind of, you know, just sort of use, pops up on Amazon. Now, and, and you're, you're probably like with me, you're like you're a massive sci-fi geek. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so when I saw something about like a, an astronaut, I thought, oh, that'd be kind of interesting. And, uh, but it's effectively, it's, I think, if I remember rightly, because a lot of these books I realized I've read quite a while ago, so I had to go flicking through them again. But, um, but they're obviously, they obviously stuck with you. Yeah, no, no. Hence, hence being your three, your three books. It's some of the life lessons, because this guy, he was a Canadian, um, so it's kind of his, it's like a little bit of a biography. I love biographies, mm-hmm. uh, autobiographies. Um, so yeah. I love learning about people's lives. And so it's kind of his kind of autobiography, but what he does is he puts it into sort of life lessons. And so like, um, you know, and so he's telling the story of how he becomes an astronaut, but at the same time, those sort of the key sort of leadership lessons that, that he's learned along the way. For example, uh, one of the ones that has really stuck with me is there's a whole chapter about aiming to be zero. And, uh, and which is just, a, okay. yeah, it's just like, what? But basically, essentially talking about, you know, he, he was in an environment in which um, it was very much about trying to be the plus one, you know? And so everyone was trying to be better. Everyone was trying to be, you know, the better candidate. Everyone was trying to be, um, you know, and it's that kind of dog eat dog type mm. thinking that in order for you to, you know, get up the ladder, you have to in some way be better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, but he just found that actually the people, and he found it himself, that, that, that were successful the most were actually the people who chose to be zero. Who chose to help others up the ladder? You oh, know, wonderful. Who actually, you know, who chose to um, put other people's, you know, th- thoughts and mm. situations first, and uh, and so it's just really and that, that good. must resonate with you because being yeah. being being a, a pastor of a church and exactly. trying to be like Jesus. Yeah, this, yeah. This isn't a Christian podcast. So I'm not going to go on a little preach about that, but 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 he he was a servant, and therefore you want to reflect that, don't yeah, you? Yeah. So there's, you a, so there's a great kind of servant heartedness to it. Um, and then there, I mean, there was another. There was another chapter. If I get it rightly, uh, what's the next thing that could kill me? Um, <laughs> so some really fascinating things because that was that whole chapter was about the fact mm. that as astronauts, as they go into space, they um, they have to accept the fact that they may not come back. Yeah. And and the problem, and this is, I mean, again, this is why this 
book sticks with me because I love watching sci-fi movies and I love watching you know sci-fi series and there's some great stuff out there you know like uh, I don't know if it's okay can I mention a few like you uh, like, can mention a few like like there's the Expanse uh, yes. which is probably one of the best sci-fi sort of series that's come out recently um, and on then you Amazon wa- on Amazon Prime on Amazon Prime maybe definitely maybe worth, there'll be an affiliate link attached worth, to worth this. a watch know. yes indeed and I've mentioned Amazon twice already so you should <laughs> three times now so you should definitely get some sponsorship for it. Um, but also, um, and, but then, and then there's lots of like movies. What was that movie? The Martian, you know, with, oh, yeah. which, which is a great movie. Yeah. We're going to science the badoodles out of this. I Indeed. It, the, yes. The... Yes. That's the one. <laughs> and, but, but all of these, when you look at them, they're all in these like really kind of plush spaceships, like very spacious. And it, it's just so far from reality. Yeah, yeah. And that was another fascinating thing of this, that these guys go up there and well, well, could, the, could die in a moment. They could. Now, I want to come back to that, and I mm. want to dig in a little bit more about um, those particular chapters. But let's just—I want to help people understand who these this guy is. And so you say there's no space, yes. but I remember <laughs> a particular YouTube video done by this gentleman. What's his name again? Uh, uh, Chris Hadfield. Yeah. Uh, where he was singing uh, Major Tom with a guitar, yeah, so, so he and became... he was spinning around. There was a lot of space there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He well, yes. Um, he was. Um, uh, he was famous because uh, he started doing all these little YouTube videos mm. for for all the kind of schools back in America, and so he would do a little YouTube video on like how do you brush your teeth in space. And, oh, uh, wow. and and you know how do you poop in space and you know how do you eat food and all that sort of stuff and I so all these... know the answer to those questions no exactly <laughs> yeah and so he became sort of a bit of a YouTube sort of yeah. fame from that um, and obviously that obviously but when he he, he he was one of the, he did become one of the um, uh, I don't know what they call them I'm not sure if he's a captain he became one of the lead astronauts on the yeah. International Space Station um, at one point uh, and there's a great there's a great story in there of how he um, he did a spacewalk. They had to do an emergency spacewalk. Had very little time to prepare, but um, and all that sort of stuff. And you think, you think, you know, let's go for a spacewalk. Surely that's what they do. You know, they, 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 you know, they, 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 they get up in the morning. Yeah, they, they get up in the morning they, they, and they, 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 you know, they put poop, their suits on. They space on. poop. Yeah, they, 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 they space wash their brush their teeth, <laughs> and, then, and then they go for a walk. Yeah. Apparently, it takes weeks and months of planning to do a spacewalk. Just one space. Just one spacewalk. So they had to do an emergency spacewalk, which was like, how are we going to do this? You We've got get, 48 hours yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to do this. So, um, so, it is, so there's just so many fascinating. There's the life lessons. There's the story. If you're a, if you're, if you're a space geek in any way, you would love it because it, it's got so much in it. Um, I, I just, it's, it's one of those books that's just been fascinating. And I, I constantly buy it for people for gifts. So I have to know. Oh, like, do, do you really? Yeah, yeah. Do you really like for Christmas? It's yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe so, coming up. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> you know, just in case I might want a book. Just, yeah. I'm just saying. I'll give you my one that's been written in a lot, which apparently you really love the fact that I've scribbled all over my book. Okay, so um, I had a little trip round uh, uh, Chris's house early, and he's got a number of bookshelves, uh, and it, you do have a lot of autobiographies actually, um, which is really refreshing to see because most most of my friends uh, are of a Christian persuasion. They tend to just be full of Christian books and mm. theological books and I've got plenty of those so it was, it was interesting to see what you've got there um, but then he took me upstairs and sure enough there was lots of Christian books and theological books <laughs> but he'd written in all of them <laughs> he'd written all of them and I like I, I'm a bit of a bit of a I don't know uh, I don't know what the word is 
Um, maybe it's not quite healthy. But I, I, when I open my books, I open them so carefully and I'd not to bend the spine. And if somebody just goes, like, don't do it, Chris, don't do it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just bending just, this book back oh. in the book. This book needs to look like it's been read. I, I do love books. Loving the obviously, book. I love books. But I've got loads <laughs> of books on my Kindle, which obviously you can't do that with. Um, and I like, I like my books look neat on the bookshelf. Maybe I just need to get over myself. But there we are. <laughs> um, yes, so... Have you wrote loads of notes on in, in this book as well? Uh, is that, uh, it's not. It's. Uh, I have to say, in autobiography type books, um, I generally uh, there's very little times I'd scroll in them because you you generally because they're usually stories, and that's mm. why I love them. Actually, I love. I love. Um, I actually don't read anymore a lot of uh, fiction. Um, okay, is that right? Yeah, so, yeah. Because because <laughs> which the one's opposite which? of non-fiction. Non-fiction. Yeah. 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 Simply because um, I almost feel like you know it's a bit like. It's again, it's a bit like the whole TV thing, you know, how much time do you spend watching TV? Because, mm. you know, you are really wasting time doing that. Well, here. Unless it's a, unless it's a you know, an educational program of some sort. I was listening to a podcast. I think it was Robert, Robert Maxwell. Uh, yeah, possibly. Would, would that be Robert Maxwell? Or John Maxwell? John Maxwell. There you go. The, I think Robert Maxwell somebody else entirely yes, yeah, different. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, he would be the sky John guy. Maxwell. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he, he reads, he reads a, a couple of books a week or, or at least a book a week and I'm thinking how how do you manage that and and actually just yesterday I was just looking at how on my Kindle it shows you at the bottom left hand corner how much time mm. uh, based on your reading speed you have left in the book and this one says seven hours it's like well actually if I just took an hour a day rather than watching I don't know I'm a celebrity getting me out of here get, I'm getting me out of here get me out of here get and, and I, I just spend that hour reading this book I would I would get through this book in a week and I would have taken it all in I wouldn't have had yeah. to skim or rush so yeah we, we do tend to so um, yes I think for, spend a lot of time wasting time doing other things which are nice yeah. things so we should yeah. not saying we shouldn't do them but so I, I read kind of bio, I read autobiographies I prefer autobiographies because I like to hear it from the actual person yeah you know not just yeah. someone's and you said this, this is autobiographical so, yeah, so, yeah so yeah definitely because it yeah. is telling it, it, it really charters his journey from a kid learn, wanting to be an astronaut, mm. um, realizing how hard it was. Like it was, it, to be, if you want to be an astronaut, the, these guys have got multiple PhDs. You know, they're not. They're not. Um, do you mean just someone who, who just loves space? Um, these are. Clever, <laughs> I love space. Can yeah, be an astronaut. These guys are clever people. Yeah. I mean, they have, and they're brave people as well. Quite often, yeah. they've been test pilots and things yeah, like that, haven't it, they? Yeah, exactly. So I think, uh, if I remember rightly, he went through all that. He was a he was a test pilot. Well, I looked, him, I looked him up on Wikipedia. Oh yeah. my goodness, the mm. things that he has done. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's fa- and that's what makes it fascinating, you know, mm. as a read, because you're just hearing about this, you know, kind of fascinating life story. But the fact that he kind of put all these sort of different thoughts in, I think this is from the, uh, I was just looking to see what I had underlined. I think this was from... Um, oh, you, you passed one just there. Yeah, no, I was just, oh, this, oh, this chapter's called The Last People in the World. What a, what a, so this is why I underline things, because I go back to it. I have no idea what that chapter's about. But it's usually a good quotable phrase. So mm. I, I haven't actually read this before I read it out. So hopefully it's going to be good. Go ahead, go ahead. Are, says, you, are you sitting comfortably? He says, uh, over the years, I've learned that investing in other people's success doesn't just make them more likely to enjoy working with me. It also improves my own chances of survival and success. Wow. So it's a good quote, that. So yeah. That's good. And like you can just... So that's, yeah. that's, you, you could tweet that if it was on your Kindle. Yeah. Helping someone else look good doesn't make me look worse. In fact, it often improves my own performance, particularly in stressful situations. So there you go. So that's, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I, I, what what I keep meaning to do, and I haven't quite gotten around to it yet, is actually go through a lot of my books and start putting these quotes into a digital format. Yes. And and beginning to 
um, maybe I should just get someone to do it for me, but to you know to kind of uh, you know put the, tag them. What so a this job is, that would you be. know this is yeah this is so this is this is a um, you know this is a quote on you know on looking after the people. This is a quote on leadership. Mm. This is a quote on uh, marriage and and just because obviously I'm preaching all the time. I'm teaching yep. in various ways, and so to be able to kind of. Uh, pull information out, pull a nice, useful quote. Mm. Just adds a bit of color, doesn't it? To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To what you're That's doing. a good idea. Um, Surely somebody's done that already. I'm pretty sure someone has. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I keep meaning to get around to it. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, is, is any, um, I mean, you've mentioned a, a few of the chapters that have, have been qu- spoken to you quite, quite strongly. There's a number of quotes there. So is there anything else about, about the book, anything about the man uh, other than, I mean, I do love this idea that he he's aiming for what is it zero or zero yeah. zero the fact that he's not wanting to push people off the ladder on his way up but he wants to actually help them up but is there anything else about the man that you get through this book that just i think i think um uh, what i sort of my takeaway f- about him was just this sense of this here was a guy who had a dream you know a kid with a dream um his 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 opportunity was actually quite narrow like to to be able to do what he did and it basically what, just, what, what do you mean by like that? the opportunity to become an astronaut is like, I mean you are, it is like winning the X Factor to some degree, right? You know that the, there's a lot of people want to do it. Not everyone is, you know, qualified to do it. Either physically capable or mentally yeah, it's, capable. It's, it's, yeah, it's everything. It's your it's your uh, intelligence, um, it's your ability to learn, ability to handle stress, your physical uh, health, uh, your mental health, you know, your emotional health. All of these things all come together in order for you to be able to do this one job. Um, and so, and just to see, and, and I guess a lot of this, the book is him just working through that, you know, but it's not, it's not a story of like, you know, and this door opened wide for me and then this door opened wide for me and then this door opened wide for me. He had to work it. He had to work hard to do it. Yeah. It took him, uh, he didn't get, you know, he didn't get there on his first go. Do you know what I mean? He had yeah. to. He didn't know somebody yeah. who knew someone. I think, uh, if I remember right, it's also because he was Canadian, and so he's trying to get into NASA, which is an American space agency. Yeah, yeah, so again, yeah. you know, there's there was a lot of there was a huge amount of obstacles to overcome, and so you don't read it thinking, oh, I wish I could be him. You read it thinking, I'm not sure I want to be him, but well, yeah. wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So basically, if you want to get somewhere in life, work hard for it. Work, work really hard for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and learn to overcome obstacles. Yeah. Learn to overcome things that will completely knock you off and off path. And they actually uh, the. the sp- what NASA do is they, they have a, when, when they have problems, um, if, or if they encounter an issue, they basically create a, a document that, that, um, about that issue and it gets added to the book of kind of issues. Oh my goodness. And, uh, and so they actually, you know, going into space, they have this huge manual of things that can go wrong and what not to do. And uh, I mean, one of the more, one of the more central stories to it do, is him. Do, do they have to know this manual? Yeah, so they've got to under, they've got to know everything that's oh going on. They need wow. to learn everything that they need to know. They yeah. need to uh, anyone who goes into the space station needs to know how to fix any part of that space station. Yeah, you know, they obviously have different skills, but everyone needs to know if and something goes wrong. This is what you do to fix. Yeah. Um, but the problem is they encounter stuff all the time. There's always new stuff. One of the central stories is an issue with this spacewalk that goes wrong. I won't, I won't ruin it for the, mm. for the, for the book. Yeah, but no, it, no spoilers if we can help. Yeah, it, no, but, I don't want to give a spoiler, yeah. but something goes wrong in this spacewalk that in one sense was just the simplest of issues. And so it become, you know, and so it's, it's that was the, that, this is the one phrase that I've taken away from this book okay. um, that I use all the time in I, church. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, because we, we have a, um, 
uh, we have a very large uh, mobile setup. So every Sunday, our guys bring in staging. They bring in a you know huge sound system, lighting system, and guaranteed stuff goes wrong all the time. I don't know how many times we've or like we turn up now because we turn up at a, a, a different venue and someone forgot to bring the dongle for the Mac. You know, to the uh, to the to the projector, that oh, kind I, of thing. I know how that just, feels. Just the simplest things. There are so many dongles on this table right now yep. to connect all this equipment. So, so I've picked up a phrase from him that comes out regularly in these moments. It's let's work the problem, yeah. and that was the attitude that the astronauts have to have. They don't have time to stress. They don't have time to, to have a crisis. They don't have a time yeah. to go and cry in the corner. It's like let's just work the problem. You know, and it often it's you know let's start there and work our way through. Let's start at that point and keep working backwards, and uh, that's helped me so many times. That's great. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna take it, take that away. That's yeah. that's a wonderful. And then you also you at the end of it you go right. What can we do in future to make sure we avoid yeah. this problem? And then obviously then that gets added to the the yeah. big book. Or do you want to know something funny? So in the glove box of my car there is a Mac dongle and a USB stick because the amount of times that Mac dongle has gone missing <laughs> or we've needed a USB stick to transfer some information. So they're now both in my glove compartment. So if I ever find myself in that situation again, it says, go to my car, it's there. <laughs> that sounds like a, 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 good, a good point to kind of end this on. Uh, Chris Hadfield, um, you can, like I say, you can find him on YouTube. He's the astronaut with the big fat mustache. Uh, it looks very fetching. Um, I think he did um, uh, a Netflix series as well with Will Smith, the, the One True Earth or something okay. like that. And it's the Earth from an astronaut's perspective. He's definitely, I think because of his YouTube and then he did, like you mentioned that, he, when uh, David Bowie, mm. I, don't know if, I think, he, I think right. when David Bowie died, it came back up, it got like jumped back up. Is I can't that, remember that, it was... I mean, I, unless, I, unless I looked at it wrongly, it's had something like 4 million views. Oh, yeah. Probably even more yeah. than that. So he became... So I think once he came back down to earth the last time... He's a bit of a TV. He became a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Found a new lease of life. Let's move on now to your second book. So this is your fiction book. Yes. This is the one I hadn't heard of. I'd heard of the thing that it's based on, but I thought this was entirely something different, but it isn't. So, Chris, let us know what the book is, and then, if you wouldn't mind, just go into wh wh why well, why does it exist? What's its, what's its so, reason? So there is a classic piece of work by John Bunyan, and uh, if you know anything of classic literature, you would know his name, I'm sure, yeah. uh, called Pilgrim's Progress. And it was a work, I guess it was, you know, it was obviously a Christian work that uh, him trying to describe the Christian journey in some form of story form. And that, but, was, that was in which century? But that was a long time ago. <laughs> I can't remember exactly when. I'm not, I'm not in any 1600s, way. 1600s, 1700s, something like something that. Like that. And uh, it was, um, but it, you know, if you've read, I'm actually reading, to, just to throw in a fourth book, sorry, um, the autobiography. You're allowed to, we're not uh, dogmatic. Benjamin Franklin's autobiography. Okay. But it, which looks like a really small book, but it's actually lots of small writing. And it's really hard to read because it's written in Eng Old English. Okay. And uh, so I'm actually plowing through it slowly. Um, it is fascinating. Getting your head around the language as yeah, well. Yeah, and so, and so I, I remember actually having, I'll come to this, the actual book, but I remember actually picking up John Bunyan's original work later in life, thinking, oh, I've read, I've read this, what I'm going to come to in a second. I, might, I should try and read the original. And I, I struggled. I, got, mm. I think I got a chapter through and I thought... I don't even know what it's like reading 
the, the, the hardest Shakespeare. Yeah. You know, it's all very flowery English language. That, anyway, but um, I think in a, a lady called Helen Taylor in, the, in one of the Sunday papers did a little series on uh, sort of re... She sort of re, re-envisioned that Pilgrim's Progress um, as a child for, for children. And, okay. and, and called it Little Pilgrim's Progress. Yep. And so it's very much, and that's the name of the book, Little Pilgrim's Progress by Helen Taylor. Um, it's very much in the grain of, uh, of the Narnia books, if, you re- if you've ever read mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. Chronicles of Narnia. Um, it's, it's written in a very similar kind of sort of, sort of way. Very sh- and it's very, very much a children's book. Yeah. Um, so short sentences. Very short chapters. I mean, the chapters like some of the chapters are two or three pages long. Oh, okay. you know, as an adult, you can look at it thinking that's a dream. If only yeah. books were that yeah. short these days. Short sentences, short paragraphs, yeah, short chapters, um, that kind of stuff. But um, essentially, to just to kind of put this story accessible to children. Yeah. And the story is simply about a little boy called Christian. Um, it's funny because the you know the book uh, obviously Bunyan called you know all all the children are, are pretty much named by their sort of character. Okay. And so there's all sorts of characters here, and I like talkative and faithful. <laughs> and then there's, what, what, all right, what, you know, there's, what, what there's, would, there's simple sloth and presumption. Um, I've got to ask at this point, what would yours be, Chris? Oh, I don't know, <laughs> Christopher, because I'm bearer of Christ, aren't I? That's my oh, name. yeah. See, you can't get away. With that. <laughs> you can't get away. With that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say jolly, because you're all yeah. you're pretty smiley. I would and probably if, if, most of the time. Yeah, I, that's that. Thanks. If if on a bad day, I'd be procrastination. <laughs> uh, I guess on a good day, I'm, um, I'm you're friendly. jolly. You're I'm friendly. jolly. Thanks. Friendly. Let's say friendly, because jolly. 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 Uh, jolly. Yeah, it's all right. I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, I, 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 I do have a bit of a waste. It has the connotation. So let's say friendly. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, no. So anyway, the, the reason why I chose this book is because this was actually given to me, and I've, it's, it's in the it's in the front of the book as well. Oh, it does. Hang on, I pass that over. Let's have a look. So it was it. given to me on the on the fifth of September. Presented to Christopher Denham on September the fifth, nineteen eighty seven. So that on the junior school. What's that? Newton. Newton Aycliffe. Newton Aycliffe. Sunday school, Church. Newton Aycliffe. By, and wow. Was, um, and so I, I, I'd be, I guess I'm about 11 years old, yeah. when my Sunday school teacher gave me this. Uh, uh, Kathleen Robinson, give her a shout out. Yay, Kathleen. And, uh, and so, Maybe one day she'll listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, and so she, and so she, I think she gave a whole bunch of us. And I think it's probably one of the first books that I read. Oh my goodness, wow. So, I, or certainly... Um, yeah, because I remember, I remember I did used to read, I used to read a lot of, um, in my teenage years, I used to read a lot of sort of fantasy. Uh-huh. Um, of course you did, Chris. That's where we're, adventure we're very stuff. similar. Yes, yeah. Uh, choose your own adventure books. Yeah, oh, mate, I love them. you remember them. those? I love um, them. Love fighting, them fant- were, fighting fantasy, I think. Some of them, yeah, yeah uh, some of them were quite scary. Um, Dragon, <laughs> if you really go back, Dragonlance and Forgotten Realms were my two. Dragonlance? Yeah, they were my two major sort of fantasy books. Wow, things. I started with uh, an, uh, the first kind of major thick book that I read that had any condept. It was a Dragonlance trilogy. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it was about the twins of yes, Dragonlance. yes. And I didn't know. It's only until I got towards the end of this this trilogy that was put together into a big fat book that there was another three books that had come before that. There was about another, and then and then there was a gazillion yeah. books after that. Wasn't I there? probably read them all. I I think I got quite yeah. into them and then mm. thought 
I can still remember some of the... But they just started picking characters that had like yeah. one line and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and built the whole thing out of them. Yeah, so I was really into all that sort of stuff. Okay, but, but this was your first This book. is one of the first books I want to juxtapose read. that against my first book, which is George's <laughs> Marvelous Medicine. <laughs> no, I did read all the Roald Dahl books as well. I was a big Roald Dahl book. But I reading. paid for that one. I saved up for that one and bought it from my school. Bought it from my school. But anyway, you were given this yeah, little pill. And, and honestly, I think in terms of um, my faith journey, and I appreciate this might be some people listen who don't, you know, not particularly uh, connected to that kind mm-hmm. of world but um but for me like you know in terms of if you'd ask me you know how did it, you know where did my faith journey start i think a huge part of it apart from i grew up in that kind of christian household type okay. thing but i think reading this um even today almost kind of underpins just some of oh, the wow. you know almost like just some of the pictures in it you know still come to mind when I'm thinking about kind of moments in my faith journey. And so, uh, you know, just to kind of give you a quick summary of the story, the story mm. is about a little boy called Christian. Uh, if I'm right, he lives in the uh, city of destruction. That's where oh. the story starts. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's get city, in there. Let's yeah, get yeah. in there, right? And, uh, wow. and then he, and it, but he hears about the celestial city. I mean, there's no, like today, if you wrote these books, there'd be a lot more, uh, like C.S. Lewis wrote them a lot more kind of... Um, what's yeah, the, this, this is uh, you quite... Know, this is, more, yeah, given a bit more kind of here's creative the, this, this is Here's the dark place, and, yeah, the, and he wants to get to the good yeah. place. This is, yeah. this is yeah. very very overt in its, in its language. Um, but um, he hears about a beautiful country that's r- ruled by a wise king, and he wants to go there. And, uh, and so, you know, the first part of the story is there's lots of problems, people trying to stop him, and eventually he goes and he finds himself at the Wicked Gate, which is the kind of the entryway to the journey to the celestial city. So it's a bit like the narrow door, you know, and the broad door. So there's lots of little that stories. That being a, a, a biblical reference. A biblical Chris. reference, yes. Some people might not be yes, aware Yes, the, the, the narrow way is the way to, okay. to life, all that sort of stuff. Um, and so he, and then, and, and then his, there's his journey, and he, he meets all these different characters on the way, which is effectively kind of almost you know representing different issues we meet in life there's a moment where he comes to the cross and he's up to this point he's been carrying a huge heavy burden like a, a backpack and at the cross the or he feels like he's been carrying something and at the cross mm. the burden is dropped and he leaves this burden at the cross and so there's all this like very it's, it's such, christian it's it's very the, the, the analogy is really quite thin isn't it it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's not it's not holding back but in imagine, any way. As a child, obviously, as an adult, you read it, you think, yeah, oh, you understand it. But, but as, as a, a child, child, it's like, oh wow! And then you know, he ends up in the, the, the sort of the, the, um, you know, every every good story has a has a, a moment of threat, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and so he ends up in a place called Vanity Fair, and he's taken prisoner. <laughs> and it's pure, and it's you know, it's it's on the journey to he's you know he's he's come to the cross, he's. You know, he's doing really well, but then he comes to this city that tries to distract him and with all the, you know, all the kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, all the temptations of life are there. And he does get caught and he does get imprisoned and, uh, and thankfully escapes. And so it's, it's just quite a fascinating story. And then actually towards the end, I, I, I forgot about this until I picked it's it up. It's been out a while, so I think if you oh. gave any spoilers away, that wouldn't be too no, disastrous. Right. But to, towards the end, there's actually, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's sister or his friend is called Christiana. <laughs> Chris, Christian and Christiana, Christiana. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and it actually tells her story just very shortly at the end. She decides to go on the same journey and, oh. and goes through a few of these same places. Uh, obviously, different experience, but makes her way. Eventually, they obviously cross the river into the celestial city. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just uh, yeah, I, I want just, to, I want to read it. Yeah, I, you've just you just is, describing it. I, I think if you've ever it. like I've I remember reading uh, I've read uh, all the Chronicles of Narnia to my oh. kids and things. Uh, I think if you're looking for a, a, just a really wholesome and 
uplifting story for children, and especially if you you know uh, have have uh, if you carry sort of the Christian faith, then it is just an amazing piece mm. of work. Mm. Um, it's very old, so you know it's it's yeah. it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's been around since I guess it's been around since the sort of early eighties mm. when it was written. Um, but for me, it's just sort of still still sits there. Have you marked that book? Is there any that book there isn't marked? There's I don't no think. underlines. In I don't there. think so because. Um, uh, back then, I wasn't, and as a, as an eleven year old, I wasn't quite so uh, yeah. uh, concerned about. But quotes. it stuck with you since you were about eleven years old. Yeah. Uh, have you picked it up again and 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 read it? I did read it. Yes, okay. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I did read it. Um, I think I read it in my twenties. Last time I read it, wow. I read it to my kids. So yeah. maybe I have read yeah. it recent. I think I read yeah. it to um, my son, okay. Joel. Um, I've actually I, I didn't quite do it so much with my daughter. She wasn't quite as much uh, wanting me to read to her. Mm kind of girl although she's probably more of a reader now than joel and so that's uh, that's funny I, yeah. I was thinking yesterday i've got i've got three kids as you know uh, and i've got a, an eldest daughter uh, and two, two obviously got two younger brothers and she is an avid reader i mean she devours books but i've never actually really read to her but mm. the boys i i have you know they yeah. love me reading to them but her no 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 she wants her maybe space. that was the mistake we just read too much to our children <laughs> to the boys they're like oh, i don't want to read anything anymore. Well, i don't have to read so just, yeah. get, just get father to read yeah. to me that's all right it's funny i'm probably one of the, i'm probably one of the few people who can lay claim to the fact that i've read the entire lord of the rings trilogy including the hobbit out loud Wow, <laughs> and uh, read the entire uh, Chronicles of Narnia books out okay. loud. Well, some and, people uh, might not like this, <laughs> but, um, um, particularly if you're uh, somebody of a Christian persuasion. Uh, not that every Christian is like this, but I, have, I am reading the Harry Potter books to my kids. That's all right. That's good. Um, and and I, I think they're great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my daughter has them. She's a, she's a Harry Potter fan because they did them yeah. in school and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, they're great. It's it's a, it's about a kid overcoming adversity overcoming the most yeah. disastrous of beginnings and 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 goodness overcoming evil isn't it and i know there are bits in our kind of christian worldview yeah. where some people have an issue with the, the witchcraft stuff but well well it yes. kind of brings it's like i think one of the um one of the fascinations i had with all that fantasy stuff when i was a teenager it's because because you're constantly on a quest that there's something more you know there is like more than just the natural there mm. is something you know you want there to be something supernatural and so i think for me it's almost like you know, opening kids' imaginations yeah. to stuff is actually a helpful door to actually then being able to say, "Can I, you know, actually believe there is, is a reality? Is, is there more to there, life there than is this? a supernatural reality?" Yeah. You know, yeah. so for me, you know, it's so interesting. The last ep- the last podcast episode, um, speaking to Alan, uh, we also talked about imagination and about mm-hmm. how it really helps you uh, begin to think much bigger than the natural world around you. That that actually things that are beyond possibly beyond this, yeah. what we see around us, uh, when you when you're into kind of fantasy science fiction, your imagination has been broadened enough to be able yeah. to possibly accept some of yeah. those things are real. Yeah, absolutely. So wow. so yeah. So that's a so that that is a book that whole, I, I had to because we've moved house. I wasn't sure where it was. So before you came around today, <laughs> I hunted through about ten boxes to find it, and I was like, part of me was like, I really hope it hasn't got you know given to charity when Gorshu no. was clearing out the kids rooms but I didn't I found it in a box you of did. books you obviously and, kept uh, it safe yes yeah, so this is this is a treasure and it's in a decent nick as well considering bad. you've had it for all those years yeah, it's not bad I almost feel like reading it again just for fun mate so. I, I you, you've 
you've kind of convinced me to, to mm. get a copy and pick it up. It, even just the fact that, because you hear about Pilgrim's Progress yeah. a lot, particularly when people are talking about classics, and it all, they, always, they always sound very intelligent that they've read Pilgrim's <laughs> Progress. And I'm like, well, if, maybe if I can pick up little Pilgrim's Progress, yeah. I don't know what they're talking about, yes. <laughs> then I, I can get myself into that crowd a little bit. <laughs> Wonderful. Any, any final comments on, on little Pilgrim's Progress, Chris? Um, I don't think I have. No, no. <laughs> I'm trying to think of. You've you've, you've covered a, you've covered a lot. I've covered of it. it all there. It's so. really good. Just it's give it a give it a look. That's all okay. I say. It's a, right. it's a if anything, it's a lovely book to have on the bookshelf. Wonderful. And uh, spark some conversation. Come to the the third and, and the final book. This is your I think free choice. I did laugh because I think you said something at the beginning about like how books say something about you as a person. <laughs> and when you said when you said that, I thought that's going to be interesting when we get to the third book. All right, okay. You, you you've obviously listened to the beginning of this podcast, so you know what the third book is. There's no point in me trying to build it up. It is Gary Barlow's uh, autobiography. It is an autobiography. I it is yes, it. yeah. Uh, uh, a better me. Now, my wife is very intrigued <laughs> being a big uh, Gary Barlow fan about what you have to say about this she was wonderfully surprised that you had this as your free choice <laughs> of all the books that you have of which he has quite a few guys he's his his one of his favorite books is this book by Gary Barlow Chris I'm almost going to say justify your selection but that's not what it's not really what I mean I, over to you. Tell me why this has made well, it into your top three. It was recommended to me by my boss, our senior pastor, Dave Gilpin. Okay. And uh, which, to begin with, was like, okay, <laughs> all right. That sounds, you're telling me I should read this book. And he gave me a couple of snippets that kind of, mm-hmm. kind of intrigued me. And I took, uh, basically, I generally read them on holiday. So I'm always looking for good autobiographies to have on holiday. And uh, I read this book, and it's probably what have been one of the most impactful stories um, that I've read as an autobiography. Um, That's quite a statement. Which is quite a statement. how many autobiographies yeah. I've seen on your bookshelf. Yeah. And so, um, just to give, I mean, just to kind of, it's hard to like, without, again, without trying to spoil the book too much, but um, it's, it picks up when uh, Gary Barlow is now sort of post Take That. He, uh, Robbie Williams has had his sort of day of fame. Uh, I think maybe it's about 10, maybe it's, it's a couple of years before Take That got back together. Okay. And he is basically massively overweight. Mm. He is in his mansion, pretty much, even though he's got a family, very much feeling very alone, feeling incredibly um, uh, uh, like unsuccessful in life, and and really just on this this downward spiral, mentally downward spiral in his health. Is it? Uh, this is him and. Um uh, Robbie Williams, they would not had a good relationship. Well, they, yeah, they ended yeah, quite acrimoniously. Yeah. Well, and this is and this is what was it was all very much all to do with the fact that when they when take that sort of finished or, or broke up, obviously Robbie Williams had left. Now he went off and he became incredibly successful. Mm. And you can you know uh, certainly in that first few years after he you know he a lot of his records were in the know, top who ten. Who doesn't know Angels? And yeah, Angels and all sorts of stuff <laughs> coming out. <laughs> we, are we just hovering over on Rock those, DJ, and those uh, other ones? <laughs> uh, Millennium. Was it Millennium? Millennium. That's the yeah, one. That one. That's yeah, all that yeah. sort of I'll stuff. not sing too much yeah. on the podcast. But of course, uh, Gary Barlow tried the same and, and 
and had did, a limited did, success. Do we remember those? Not, I don't think so. No. Um, okay. But also, he went to America and he bombed. He had a terrible experience. I didn't know in America. that. Okay. There's actually a story in there of what happened in America, which is quite like, oh my gosh, bless him. And and so he just, you know, he just saw he was he was watching Robbie Williams picking up awards on television, you know, and there he is stuck at home. And and he was the, absolutely he, nobody. Gary was was the guy behind. The, the major hits yeah. of Take yeah. That, wasn't he, he? He was the writer. He was he the was, writer. The, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so this just sent him on this down spiral. So the book really kind of picks up there. And, and the rest of the journey is actually him, in one sense, digging himself out of this hole through, you know, he's not a person of faith. And if anything, mm. he makes comments in there, you know, that suggest he's, he's, he's you know, he's very much, uh, very much an atheist. Um, Okay. But but it's you know so, that, so again I love reading that kind mm. of book because that helps me understand where other people come from. Did he? You say that he's he's kind of he's overweight, he's living in his I don't know dusty mansion or whatever yeah, yeah. it is. I'm kind of imagining all sorts of things. Has he done what a lot of celebrities seem to do, which is get into drugs and alcohol uh, and all that kind of stuff? Or is, or is no, it just, is no, it just, just his lifestyle wasn't particularly no, healthy? No, no, because he, he's a, he was a family guy, and yeah. I think he was. But he did get into he did get into eat. He had a bit of an eating disorder, so mm. he basically got into um, I think it's bulimia. Um, okay. he, he would he would go out and eat and then he'd come home and he'd throw up and oh, his wow. wife didn't know about that and he you know he was trying to keep all that very much secret um but but that's so that's where it kind of starts but then it, this is kind of like a journey obviously we know him today as a national treasure oh, oh yeah you, know I mean? you know he's yes. gary barlow and right. he looks he looks healthy he and looks, there's a picture on the front of this that makes every man swoon he looks <laughs> it looks amazing it looks amazing yes, you know I can, I, so I look, I look, all i can say is if you do buy it for your wife you should take the cover off and just you know <laughs> give it the very blank the blank mate, cover, mate, I look at that cover <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, I can see why." I want to be like him. <laughs> <laughs> and part, part, of, part of that is the story as well. It's like you kind of see what we see today is a Gary Barlow. This is what we can be, Chris. If we we could, really yes. put our minds to it. <laughs> it made, it made <laughs> me feel a lot better because I'm thinking I'm a bit overweight, and you know. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but it was that journey again. It's not this kind of overnight or oh, quick fix. Mm. It's actually, it's, you know, and and this, it's it's quite sad. He lost. Um, he, he lost a child. Yes. So they, yes. they lost, and, and that caused, I think uh, the child was stillborn. Wow. And uh, it caused his wife, his wife was so um, traumatized physically by the experience, she ended up with type 1 diabetes. Oh my goodness. So, like, you know, obviously majorly health impacting. So, this is, this with is, kids. so he lost the child. So, so during this period of yeah, of, so this was of, well, kind of. So he was starting to break out. He started to realize he needed to do something about his life. Um, uh, he there's a there's a number of factors uh, to put them all in order. Is quite trying to remember which order they were in. But he was he was on one of the tube trains uh, when the seven seven bombings went off. My he goodness. was he was I think he was like in the next train uh, behind one of the trains that was actually bombed. Um, he was in Afghanistan at one point. Uh, with the troops and and you know and the bombs going off in the background, he always had this huge, hugely emotional, and he, he's very reluctant to tell the story. But he says he realizes he needed to tell it. So it's a very short chapter. So he needed to tell the story in order for you to understand what was going on in his life. And um, and, and so and and it's probably about. But to be honest, this is all happening as Take That are getting back together as well. So he's telling this whole story. Of, you know, even even as Take That get back together, even as he's on Britain's Got Talent. Mm. Um, he, you know, he's still struggling mentally. He's still struggling with all these thoughts, and um, and so you know, it kind of it doesn't come to the end of the book where he's suddenly all right and rain, but it's it sort of comes to the end of the book where he's just had to make some really important life decisions in order to be able to manage his health, uh, manage his mind, you know, be able to do this. So it's just you know, again, it's 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 not so much a story 
Uh, it's obviously got a lot of laughs and funny moments and really interesting kind of behind, kind of behind the, scenes the scenes stuff. stuff yeah. But it, but threaded through it is this quite um, sobering story of a man who basically was crushed by the comparison uh, issue, mm. which is a ma- which is a, yeah. Like, look at Robbie; he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, and that is to be honest in the social media generation, it's the biggest uh, curse to our yeah. to, the, to our yeah. generation is yeah. is comparing ourselves with other people. And he was crushed by that, but was able to then kind of you know. Uh, Thankfully, through help. At one point, he essentially, I think he, he, he was in LA, he landed in LA for something, and uh, he got to his hotel room, and he uh, he went blind. And oh. he, he, he couldn't start, he, he basically collapsed. He had he had a complete physical and nervous breakdown. Oh my goodness. And, uh, and so, at that point, the doctor sort of said, you just got to start to, you know, find some peace. You got to chill out. You know, and and the thing is, though, he was he was drinking twenty one cans of diet coke a day. Uh, you know, he was just, which actually is the worst thing you can drink. Uh, you think you're on a diet, but that's full of full of chemicals. Um, so yeah, he went all through this. So it's just it was, it's a it's a fascinating read that you do not expect, and it is all about him trying to become a better him, basically, wow. and that's why it's called a better me, I guess. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I find I, I, there's a lot in there that just related to me, you know, just him struggling with weight issue, um, struggling with comparison issue, a lot of that stuff, you know, it's been, I wouldn't say I've been crushed by it to the point he was, but I realized, you know, if you don't deal with it, it can, it can be a really big issue in life. Um, yeah. And I actually, I actually that he, he meets a couple of these two girls who have a food company called Helmsley and Helmsley, and uh, they basically, you know, it's clean food. Um, okay. So it's about like just eating clean, and uh, I've actually got. <laughs> if you can see, I've got. Oh, I can I've see. actually got two cookbooks behind me yeah, right now. Okay. I can see them right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. uh, it's actually changed a lot of our eating habits because. Okay, do, cause, do, touch upon those books. Really. Um, so, so what what is it about these guys? That it's just, it's of, just the. Uh, they're very much. I mean, it it a lot of this stuff you get these. It's all it's all floating around now, isn't it? This, mm. But it's just very much eating clean. Like okay. like. Ditch like the processed gluten, food. Gluten-free and stuff like that. Yeah, they would be gluten-free. I don't okay. quite go. I don't quite go as far as they would go because it's really expensive to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about the processing. But it's just about it's about cooking food. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's actually you know. So we've started to make. I've started to cook a lot more, and 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 like you know, like last night I had a cauliflower fried rice. <gasps> Uh, prawn dish, which was which is lovely. I never thought I'd ever eat cauliflower uh, in a rice format. Like you just grate it, and like who would have ever thought that? But it's actually really tasty and really healthy for you. And so just trying to do things like that, and yeah. um, they actually sort of say you can pretty much you know eat what you want. It's just but it's it's, um, it's doing it. It's about eating it's it, eating right portions, yeah. right kind of mix of food. So he he um, so he engaged with these two ladies. Yeah, and so that was a huge part. I mean, obviously, you know, he's rich. He can employ them, and okay. they sort out all their food for him. So it's, so there are parts nice. of the story which are like, I wish I could do yeah, that. Yeah. But it was obviously huge for his wife because obviously she was now uh, with type one diabetes, which is mm. I think that's, that's the worst. That's like that is debilitating, um, and so obviously food became a massive issue for them and so they had to sort of choose to eat well and eat the right types of food and all that sort of stuff and um but it's just been it was part of his kind of rehabilitation back to life mm. um so he, right at the beginning of the book he calls he had basically had fat day it was kind of a moment where he realized <laughs> i can't go on like this anymore so he kind of looked you know, at himself in the mirror and just yeah went, and just that, this, this that is, isn't a good this look. is as low as i can go and wow. uh but um, you know, it's nice. It, it well, you know, it's always nice to see someone um, 
sort of actually pull themselves up mm. out of a situation. Of course, now you know. Now it goes right through through to obviously there's the was it the, the jubilee um, celebrations yes. where he was front and center organizing the whole thing, yeah. and so you know he went he's gone from you know fame to obscurity yeah. back to fame but you can sort of see but in a more in a more kind of balanced balanced way. and whole well, at least, way at least it seems so from the outside yeah. anyway doesn't it yeah which is less and it's less about and, and it does deal with some of the the reunion with robbie and and all that sort of stuff so it's quite so as a, so as a story you know it's got it's kind of like kind of uh you know sh- hero who's in a struggle and uh, and how the hero kind of comes good at the end in a sense yeah 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 um yeah. through all the life's Which is a ups and downs kind of story isn't yeah. it you so know, it's, you, so it's a yeah. great book to read but I, it's it's on my list simply because i walked away from it thinking that really helped me wow you know that's actually gonna is help. there anything else within the book that kind of reflects you uh so, so i know you talked about the weight stuff and and the comparison stuff is is that kind of where the comparison ends between you and, and i Robbie? think I, I mean obviously your wife would completely say you're as Good looking, if not better, <laughs> better looking guy than than Rob. Yeah, look, there's some, than Gary. So at least, at least it's I, nice. It's I nice to see some, you can obviously it's a podcast. You can't see some of these pictures, but there's some oh. pictures in the book that you think that's Gary Barlow. That's, that's a, Gary Barlow wow. with, with a goatee, blonded blonde highlights. I yeah, think very eating, very fat cheeks and very eating fat, a, a chubby of, cheeks, eating, eating a lot of dessert. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but um, probably I guess what what also connected me is because it's it's he's with like a band of brothers doing life as well. And so obviously, there's, he's very close to like Mark and Howard, the other members that take mm. that. <laughs> Don't know these characters. That's really bad. Um, there's another one as well. There's another it? one. Didn't he leave? Orange. Uh, Orange. Yeah. Jason, Jason Orange. Orange yeah. Um, I, I did eventually. I, I yeah. know that. I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm shocked that I know that. <laughs> so I think that kind of that camaraderie as well is quite similar to to my life because we've got obviously because you know I'm not just a. Uh, uh, our church is, is this sort of one church in multi different locations. So, so I've got contemporaries or brothers in a sense who are leading churches in like Sheffield, Birmingham, Newcastle, which we get together and we talk all the time. And so that kind of idea of doing something together mm. is very much part of my world as well. Mm. Um, Would you say that your 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 connection is as strong as what it comes across with Gary and the bandmates? With, uh, with, to some degree, yeah. yeah. To, to some, with some, um, they probably they might listen to this podcast. So you mm. got to be, you know, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> Some annoy me. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, there is, there is a certain degree of like brotherhood amongst, you know, about it because you're sort of doing life together mm. in that sense. But at the same time, but like, you know, and that comes through in the book, there's just as much as brothers there, like love the, each other and get on. The fractures and Yeah, there's fractures and yeah, there's yeah, yeah. things that annoy each other. I mean, I was one, I'm actually the middle child of three sons. So, um, wow. you know, so again, I grew up in that kind of, you know, that's, that's you know, that sort of did interesting you grow up, Did you grow up, I mean, flicking back to the first book, Mm. so three brothers um i've got two boys and and they're beginning you know as they get you know one's 12 now one's 10 and they're beginning to fight a little bit like cats and dogs at times and punching each other and things like that in a not in a really bad way just want to put the cross they're not full <laughs> on scraps but um you know cheeky little nudge to the arm or something like that if they're a bit annoyed um you had three brothers did, so did you uh, two brothers two brothers sorry three, yeah. there's three brothers you yeah. being one of them um it, was there a bit of a dog eat dog in that situation did did you try and did, was there a kind of wanting to be the the best brother i don't know I, i've um, never been in that situation myself i grew up with sisters so i've not no sh- idea not sure growing up i think it's a little bit more like my older brother would beat on me i'd beat on my younger brother so uh oh right okay uh, which is probably, but then he became a policeman and so now he can beat us both the, young, up. the younger yeah, one the younger okay. one yeah so we don't mess with him because he knows how to. He knows all the pressure points. You oh, know, okay. like he can have okay. you on the floor in seconds. Yeah. Uh, so he got his own back eventually. Yeah. Um, but c- uh, certainly, I think 
later in life, certainly when I actually, because my mom and dad were, uh, my, like mom and dad are Christians, my, okay. mom, my mom was a preacher. Um, so I think when I went off to Bible college and, and pursued all that, I became the, uh, the, the boy, you know, I became the favorite child, the one, <laughs> the one with the halo. Um, both my, my Are both you my brothers to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought that's what they said. Both, both. No, no, no. Sorry, that's what my brothers saw me as. Not my wife. Not my mom. My mom. My I mom would never say that. You just said, no, no, no. You're my favorite, Chris. No, no, no. No, my, my brothers would see me thinking, "Oh, you're the favorite." Child okay, so they look the, at you through. You've got through the halo. Lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, both of them uh, didn't pursue faith in the same way. I had. Okay. And so, um, so yeah, so they were like, you know, my mom thinks you're, oh. you know. But which is the last thing my mom would ever, mm. ever mm. think uh, yeah. or want. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so there's, yeah, there's plenty of camaraderie between three sons, yeah. and there still is. We 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 if we get together, it's it's like we're all sixteen around the table again, <laughs> um, making a lot of fun of each other. So uh, uh, I'm going to ask you, like with the other books, has this got any underlines in it? Then uh, actually, I was just looking through. I don't think I was because again, again, odd, uh, yeah, a very rarely. Just a general autobiography would underline it, um, because it's you, you can't underline a whole story. Mm. Um, but um, and, yeah. I, and it depends where I was. I think I was by the pool reading this uh, in France. That's so not, uh, that's, that's not so, a bad place to be. So, yes, it's not. So I don't think I would underline anything. No. Look, this is a nice clean book. You'd like it's, this. It's lovely. Yeah, this is really good. Nick. Is, so, is there any particular points in it that that you can remember that you might want to pull out? I mean, obviously, you talked about. Um, them losing a child, which must be absolutely devastating. Yeah. I can't imagine how they how they felt, how they got through that. I think um, I think for me, um, just trying to remember what the uh, like I said. So I was right in the front of the book when I finished reading it. So oh. did I read this in March two thousand and nineteen? That doesn't sound right. I'm pretty sure this was last year. I think I must have thought you were, you were jumping ahead. Maybe I did read it in March. Oh yeah, do you know what I did? Oh oh yeah. I read this when I was ill in Marrakesh. So not round a, a, <sighs> a pool in France. Well, it, it probably, probably, yeah, probably was. But I was, uh, I was dreadfully sick, and uh, went, to, went, got given a, a nice. We just had a very busy season. Got okay. given a nice few days away in Marrakesh. Wonderful. I landed in Marrakesh and uh, had, um, I think, called cellulitis, which not is wonderful. like a sepsis type thing. Ooh. And I was ill in bed for four days while my wife enjoyed the pool, and we missed all the excursions that were going to go on. <laughs> And so I guess I read this. So I was obviously feeling really upset yeah. and uh, sorry yeah. with myself. So I felt really, I felt so much better. Yeah, that's the, that's the, yeah, I won't uh, read that. Oh, right. Okay. No, but hang on, hang on, hang on. Like you said you want to read it. It's number 23. Chill, chill the... Something out. Ch- yes. Yeah. Chill, chill out. Chill out in a, in a much more forceful <laughs> way. Do you know, in a funny kind of way, that's like that would, you know, I could say that is one of the things, you know, that it's The actually, overriding kind of message. Yeah, that me. overriding, just because we just stress so much and it, if you are in, you know, if you're listening to this and you're involved in a stressful to work, to be honest, I think most people working today, the environment is stressful, bosses are stressful, deadlines are stressful, but then it's the comparison, social media becomes stressful. I think we consume so much of stuff that we, you know, we think we have to be a certain way or be a certain person or be a, you know, a certain, you know, we need to act a certain way. And it's, and you know that's where Gary found towards the end of that chapter is the doctor saying to him, "This is after he's had this m- huge nervous breakdown," and the doctor says, "You just need to chill, chill out. out." I'm not going to say in exactly what he says. Way. You, yeah. In a very colourful way, yeah. you just yeah. need to chill out. And um, and I think as I, you know, I think me reading that is, mm. that is like, yeah, I do. I just need to chill out. Let me let me um, finish this this episode by asking probably an unusual question: Is there anything that ties these three books together for you? 
That's a really good question. I don't know. I think I think the only thing, I think what I mean I guess the only thing that really ties it to, together is that um, you know I don't like to I don't like to just read for the sake of reading. I, I want you want to learn. Something. I want to you learn. Want, something, you want to be impacted, which is probably why I said like I don't really read fiction anymore because I find you know fiction is often just a story, mm-hmm. and unless it's a classic or something that makes me think. I mean, I remember, like I said, I read, you know, read the Lord of the Rings and, yeah. you know, stuff like that, which just, you know, you, you kind of want to be part of that journey. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I, I never walk into a bookshop now and walk into a fiction area and think, oh, I've got to read that spy novel. I've got to read that. Mm-hmm. I, you'll always find me in the autobiographies because I'm thinking what I really want is a real life story. I want to know how did someone deal with, with whatever, that life experience whatever it is yeah yeah um and so i guess you know i think that's what would tie you know Pil- little pilgrim's progress is, is, is a journey you know it's a journey of faith gary barlow uh, they're all i mean in one sense to some degree you know you know faith's a huge part of everyone's world you know whether you think it's whether it's faith in god or faith in yourself you know and so um i think what f- always fascinates me about these books and that's why like choosing three books was hard i could like i say we've already talked about a whole bunch of other books yeah, yeah. i could i could pull uh, another dozen books on the table mm. now and be as excited about them because they're all just I'm, I've learned something from them yeah, I, yeah. I, there was a uh, we've got a podcast episode coming up um, with someone and they, they chose they sent their list to me and, they, and one of the books uh, books in quotes was Harry Potter and mm. I said you must choose one <laughs> yes. I said that's like trying to choose my favourite <laughs> child coming back yeah. to that you know he, he loves them it is difficult isn't it when you ask what are those three most impactful most favorite books that you have uh i find them seasonal as well mm. so i think i think if you ask me the question in five years time i'd hope i'd have a very different i mean apart from maybe maybe pilgrim's progress, pilgrim's progress is like you know that's obviously a, a, a very dear to you you know it? yeah and i could have like i said we could have i could have chosen you know lord of the rings and um see, i would have chosen if i had gone anywhere else it would have been that or c.s lewis's books you know chronicles of narnia was another book that i read as a child mm that you know obviously helped me to begin to understand my own faith and that journey as well um one of the greatest moments in that book is when the beaver talks about um aslan and and he and the they say is it safe to meet aslan the the, the lion and he goes safe he's not safe <laughs> he's a liar or something like that so there's this great moments like that that this stick have stuck with me yeah. you know and it helps me yeah. understand my own yeah. journey with god but um uh but i think you know i'm always you know always looking for sort of a new a new book to to just you know just inspire me and speak to my current situation and help me so you know, it's, it's always fun seeing what you come up with isn't it wonderful chris thank you it's been a pleasure enjoyed being around at Chris's home, sitting around his table enjoying a coffee and chatting about his three favourite books. Just so, so good. I'm slowly but surely, I think, being able to improve the sound so that um, it doesn't become a distraction for you and you can just enjoy uh, the content that is being recorded. If you have any feedback, you can always email me at hello at my3books.co.uk or you can find me on all the social media channels as well. Just search for my 3 
books. If this is the first time you've come across this podcast, please consider subscribing and also leaving us a rating and a review. That really helps. And what also really helps is just spreading the word uh, to people that you are friends with and just saying how great this podcast is. Okay, thank you for listening. Until next time, happy reading. Welcome to the end bit of the podcast, the bit where I say thank you for listening. No, genuinely, thank you. There are quite a lot of podcasts to choose from and you chose to spend your time with this one. If you liked what you've heard, please make sure you subscribe. And if you could leave a rating on your preferred podcast provider, that would be so helpful in helping this podcast reach more people. Please do get in touch via our social media accounts if you'd like. Oh, and share the love via the links. Word of mouth also helps too. Visit my3books.com for all the info.